Grievances, the show where we can't agree to disagree. This is our first new Foul Entertainment podcast since we launched our website over at foulentertainment.com. So if you haven't visited it over there, go and check it out. Anyway, on with the show. I am your host, Mike Owen, and tonight on the panel, we have got Chris Wood. Hello. Joe Turner. Hello. And Sarah. Hello. Excellent. So, this is our new show. It's more of a game show than anything we've had before. Obviously, all the stuff we do is normally discussion or review, that kind of thing. So, this is a new format. Uh, We do want to hear what you think of this show, so... Do leave us a comment. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> no, no, I'd be happy to hear comments. Uh, on the website, you can leave a comment underneath each post, so just go into the read more section, leave your comments, see what we think. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. So the way that this show works is that we are going to argue about a number of things uh, in about in a couple of 10-minute rounds. Um, one of us will judge each of the rounds, then our final round where everybody chips in. So it kind of just isn't very similar to Screen Junkies movie fights, I will admit that right now <laughs> but other than that fairly original at least for us so on to our first round joe you're going to be judging this round i will be the judge and of this fir- round indeed you shall the first round is the worst thing about superheroes joe who's going who's going first right you're not going to go first okay because you've got the most opinions right i'm going to start with steve <laughs> go on steve hit me up Worst other, thing other, about superheroes. Otherwise known as he's saying Chris. Who doesn't have the most otherwise, no. <laughs> Stephen doesn't have the most opinions usually. Worst thing about superheroes. Chris Fucking Wood. Retcons. Can't stand retcons. I mean, they're, they're just ridiculous. And the de- generally they happen when one writer takes over from another one, doesn't like the previous writer's arc, and just thinks, "Fuck it, I'm going to retcon shit." It's bollocks. It's all bollocks. You, they've got to have a way to continue. No, their just arc. deal with deal with it. But that might not be their vision. You might doesn't have something matter. completely different in mind. It doesn't matter. And they have to find a way to get to that point. It doesn't matter. They no. They right. If you you're you're working for your boss, right? You you're formed into a person, right? Then you go and work for someone else, and that boss doesn't like how you are. So they try and change your backstory. The they try the and boss. change your history so that. But the, so the, that you are how they the, want the boss it, want is you the to person be. doing the writing, surely? Exactly. Your boss can't change what's happened to you in your past so that you are a different person. I see what you mean. They you shouldn't mean. be able to do it in comics. I know that it's made up, but they should just deal with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kill people and then they just wreck on it. And it's just like, alright, well, well that's fucking useless. Mm-hmm. It, it loses everything. They kill... They kill everyone, and then everyone comes back. You and make a good point. The only person who hasn't, maybe, is Uncle Ben. I don't know. He might have come back by now, but at some point now. Funnily enough. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally, that's actually one of the most recent things to happen in Marvel Comics. I didn't know he was back. Um, I read it on a forum the other day. That um, Uncle Ben is back. I'm not sure it wasn't an alternative universe. It's version. got something to do with Spider-Verse, I'll put it that way. Anyway, Chris, do continue. Then again, the worst case of retconning is when Superboy Prime punched reality. I'll kill you to death. The best line ever written in comics. And that was to bring back one of the Robins, I think. Well, I don't think it was to do that, but... I like how you picked that one and not New 52. Oh, totally New 52. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I kind of... Mm, but New, New 52 also involves Court of the Owls, which is genuinely excellent, so I can see why yeah, he hasn't. But, Mm, yeah, Scott, but the majority of New 52 is crap. Yes. Scott Snyder is a good writer. He's far better than, than his idiot brother, Zach. But, I never liked it. 
No, probably not. <laughs> probably not, but if they are, we I think, know I which think, one I got think you should consider giving him less points, Jones. <laughs> Totes. Related. Okay, Steve, good point. All agreed. Makes a good point. Some flaws, obviously. Um, there are no flaws. <laughs> there are no flaws, Steve's argument. By Steve. Next one, you can wait to last guess. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Sarah. So ladies went first then. Ladies first and okay. second. <laughs> Sarah. And third. It's kind of stole <laughs> half of mine because deaths, if characters die, keep them dead. Oh, sorry. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, that is part Killing of Cat the Killing was a really good storyline. And then they brought him back, what, 18 months later? And it kind of lost all impact. Well, in this genre, it's one of the two genres where you can bring characters back to life this and horror I'm guessing are the two main ones where characters can be resurrected so would you not say that's yeah, sometimes a good thing yeah but going to make a big point going oh we've killed him off he's never coming back he's never coming back I know what they've done with Wolverine who's obviously going to be coming back mm. because they've gone and found his corpse already and are messing with it it kind of takes away the impact at least leave them dead for a good few years not bring them back after a couple of months okay I can see where you're coming from mm. what do you think I think it's Fairly, fairly this argument. I think there's more points to be made, but obviously we'll get there into that when we debate, which is the superior argument, which of course will be mine. Will be Gash's. Of course. <laughs> Go. Hit us. This is going to be quite a controversial opinion, but the worst thing about superheroes is Spider-Man. I'm singling it down to one character. Now, I know little about superheroes in general, I'll be the first to admit, but Spider-Man's backstory is the best one from what I can gather. From what little I know of superhero origins, Spider-Man's is cool, I think. Oh, his origins absolutely as fantastic. As a, a layman in terms of the superhero culture, yeah, yeah. I think his, his origin's really good. Spider-Man has got a fantastic origin and has had some good runs. I won't deny that. However, if we're talking about uh, a superhero that has had some of the worst runs in comic book history, you can pretty much always find a Spider-Man book in there. The most popular ones are One More Day, where Spider-Man trades the entirety of his history and of love story, marriage uh, of Mary Jane away to the devil, so we can have one more day with Aunt May before she dies. That's quite a nice love story on the on on paper sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. then you get the follow-up, Brand New Day, which completely shits all over the character, gives him a brand new love story that only gets written out six issues later, something like that. To be fair, the thing we all have in common is we're all bitching about retcons here. <laughs> True. However, so, um, however, this is where related. this is yeah. where this is where my argument differs because Spider-Man has made the worst transition to movies ever. Fantastic Four. No, worse than Fantastic Four. Electra. Uh, no, okay, worse than Electra. No, okay, okay, that one's fucking awful. But Spider-Man has managed to shit out the same movie five times. With the sixth uh, one on the way. With the sixth one on yeah. the way. Allow me to elaborate. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Spider-Man is dealing with the dual, the dual reality of being Peter Parker and Spider-Man. He's also, however, having trouble with the women, whether or not he can or can't get the girl, or whether he can keep the girl, depending on the situation. However, somebody who's once affected him in his past has now turned into a superhero. So, so a, su- a su- supervillain, or superhero, depending on which uh, film you're looking at. Uh, Peter must now tackle with this new person, and then it ends with a funeral. That is all five Spider-Man movies, including Spider-Man 2. Now, sometimes you get multiple villains. Sometimes he is with the girl, but then he's without the girl, but then he's banned with the girl. And sometimes he is a complete and emo fucking idiot. However, sometimes the, he struts. Sometimes he struts. It <laughs> is the same the plot. 
five times over from 2001 to present day. And it doesn't look like that's going to change until it gets back into Marvel's hands. No. I don't like Spider-Man anyways. No, that's... Whose fault is this? Where does the origins of the... Where, where does the problem lie? I think uh, it lies with the character. Purely and simply because we have not found an interesting way to make Spider-Man a cool, new-angled hero mm-hmm. until we swapped him out for Doc Ock. The Superior Spider-Man is a storyline in which Doc Ock inhabits Peter Parker's body after a mind swap and starts... No, after Parker died. After well. Parker died in... It's, and they brought him back. It's very confusing. However, when that arc ended... And the roles were reversed. Peter Parker came back into being Spider-Man and Doc Ock finally died away. He had changed Parker's life from the simple, awkward, angsty photographer to the president of his own company on the cutting edge of scientifics and a hero to all living in New York. Basically, Doc Ock was a better Spider-Man than Peter Parker. He was. Some might say superior. Some might say superior. <laughs> Look at the alternative versions of Spider-Man. All of them interesting than the original 616. You've got Gwen Stacy Spider-Man, the brand new one we've introduced in Spider-Verse, who has had one issue and has already been more interesting than Peter Parker. You've got Spider-Man 2099, a hero so interesting and complex in dealing with certain different issues that they had to bring him into 616 to rescue 616 Spider-Man. Spider-Man Noir, one of the best uh, iterations of Spider-Man simply because they took away most of the superhero bullshit and went for detective work. They did the whole the by gaslight of stuff, and that kind of atmosphere in that comic book really works. It also gave them a fresh chance to do people like Craven and Mysterio and make them far more developed and interesting villains. Yet the one we are all clamouring to see in the theatres is the one that has changed the least and innovated the least, and is the mm-hmm. most boring and the worst thing about comic books. Now, all the Spider-Man films since 2001, back when superhero films were first probably taking the... Collective Subconscious by Storm. That was a big hit, I'm guessing, it back was. in the day. Now, Best Celadon is dominated by repetition. So, when you say doing the same thing over and over again is ideal for such a, a demographic fans. It is. However, I point you in the direction of Marvel's uh, latest box office results where they made a spy thriller with Captain America and a movie about a talking tree and raccoon going across the galaxy trying to get pack a purple glowing rock. And yeah, they you're did gangbusters. Because you love the film. You love Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy. You, can't, you have to mention Guardians. You have to mention I did have to mention Guardians, yeah. but uh, look at those. Uh, v- look at the viewing figures and look at the box office returns. It is second only to Mockingjay. I rest my case. Is that because the source material was really good and everyone knew it, so they went to see you? Or no, no, nobody knew who the no, Guardians were. No, I knew who the Guardians were. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy was a relatively I've small comic. Well, that's if it were for him, I would never in, term, in terms of following, the the following for it was relatively small, especially compared to things like Captain America, Wolverine, X-Men. All, all of those are all big ass. So how did this get so popular at the box office? As opposed because to... they, because they marketed it, it. They marketed it, it very well. It, and it's also a slightly different slant. All the rest of them were more serious, whereas a lot more comedy... A campy one. There, there's a lot more <laughs> comedy me. in it. It's, like, it's a lot more like... Old Marvel comics, I mean, like old Marvel comics. Okay, than so old it's Marvel got a bigger cartoons. demographic than most of the normal superhero films, such as Spider Man. Agreed. Okay. I, I would agree with that. 
Okay. Anyway, there is my argument. No, Joe, it is You're up to you. Clearly very passionate about this subject. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit reluctant to not give you the best spot because you put forward a very good argument and you've clearly thought about it for a long time. That a point to me? No. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> now, I understand where you two are coming from, but I think there's flaws with it in saying that I don't think the, the writers have got an answer to probably someone higher than them, to a, a publisher, a producer, or whatever. So they don't have the creative independency to go with whatever arc they want. Yeah, but if they want to, if they want to retcon things and take it in a different way, just say fuck it and make a new IP. There's actually quite a lot of writers, such as Dennis Helpless, who like, I don't like this bit in the continuity, so I'm just going to ignore it. And we'll ignore it. Yeah. And we like that. No. No. No, it's, okay. the, it's, it's a terrible thing. Okay. So this character's okay. dead, or this character had this happen to him, but I'm going to ignore that. However, un- unlike retconning and pointless deaths, Spider-Man does feature both of those, and of the worst types of those. So, I do want to point that out. the longest actually dead person. Yeah, the longest actually dead person, up until they brought him back recently. Thanks, Uncle Ben. Why couldn't you have stayed dead? Okay, so it's clearly, it's got to be... Mike, the, yes. the Marvel superfan in general. That's no. a point to me. It's all retconning no. in general. A point for me is, is a point for HR. Everyone arguing about Everyone was arguing about my point. That's <laughs> what you mean. Do not know you for this The best argument, he's clearly thought about it a lot and he knows that's, his stuff. That's all I'm saying. I'm basically on, not on the problem itself. That's because we got, we, got, we got here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all told these are the... These are the things. The don't need to I will them. admit that's the only one I prepared for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we prepared go. for that. We so prepared for none of them. He's gonna lose there. Yeah, but I'm basing it on the not the problem itself because your problem is clearly a big one in such a yes in culture. So but, you, so from my my inferior arguments here, you have still got that my problem is a bigger one. Surely my argument had a bigger effect on you. I than don't his. think your problem is a bigger one than than. You've just Mike's. said it was. Mike's problem is one character. Ours but is every character. It was also the correct answer. <laughs> Spider-Man what? is the worst thing about comic books. And superheroes in general. I don't like Spider-Man. There we go. So exactly. Exactly. You don't like him. That's a hate Fantastic Four. Which he was a member of at one point. Yes, he was. There we go. Wolverine. Teamed up with him. There we go. Well, Wolverine is overused. He's everywhere. He's not we're not. We're not. Do, we're not doing this round again. We're right, moving on to right, our second round. He was everywhere, and right. he will be again. Let's move on, team. Let's move on. So our what, second round. What, what we got next? Uh, our second round is being judged by Sarah, yeah. and it is the worst thing about travelling. Oh, right, Sarah. You decide the order. <laughs> you pick the winner. Joe, because he hasn't said anything yet. I have. I've said a lot. Well, <laughs> the worst thing about travelling. Everyone will agree with me. By car, of course, is cyclists, lycra-wearing assholes who change the rules of the road as they see fit. I'm sure we've all been there. You've been coming up left-hand lane. A cyclist has been not in the cycling lane, but kind of in the bit in the road and a bit in the cycle lane. And then you've got to swerve around him and you get close to another car and it's a risk. My problem is cycle on the fucking path for a start because a cyclist on the path hits a pedestrian oh shit a pedestrian's been hit with a fucking bike it's not really going to hurt many people the alternative to that is hitting a cyclist with a fucking car someone's going to get killed probably whether it's a cyclist <laughs> or probably the cyclist <laughs> probably the, hopefully the cyclist <laughs> uh, and that's the problem I've got and also a cyclist will change the rules convenient to them they come to a red light 
and like a good, you know, a good citizen, they wait for the red light. Along thinking it's like a car, like it's a, a poor man's car, waiting <laughs> for the red light to change, goes green, travels on. Some cyclists, they think, I'm in a rush, so I'm going to ignore this. I'm going to go to the red light. I'm going to turn left, and I'm going to drive into the rest of the traffic, and I'm going to take liberties because I can, because I'm a cyclist. That's the biggest problem I've got with them. And also, they look fucking stupid in whatever they wear. <laughs> Why have they got to wear lycra? Just wear normal clothes. That's my other problem. What do you think? In all fairness, there isn't cyclist lanes everywhere, so... There the isn't cyclist lanes everywhere? That's another thing? Yeah. That, so they I'll, are in the... Why don't they go on the path in that case? I want to so jump in and hide cyclist lanes, Yeah, the cyclist lanes. safer yeah. if they actually use them. That would be fine, but yeah. they're not. They're in the I'll, middle of... I want to jump in and hijack your, your thing here, but... Go on. Road tax. They, oh, right. they drive... They cycle... Uh, are you putting road tax forward as your... No, no, no. no. About, about cyclists. Oh, they okay. cycle on the roads. And don't pay road they tax. They expect cycle lanes everywhere. Some of them actually want separate roads built for them. Didn't even But they pay that. no road tax. How is that fair? True. Didn't that is not that. fair at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we were using this format to help other people win, but... Okay. I, don't, I don't care. I'm, 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 my I don't care. looking good. As, <laughs> as much as I hate my own argument... I hate cyclists. Yeah, yep. they are pricks. I'll, I'll agree. I that. really hate cyclists. Mm. I, I don't disagree with Joe. He's got a fucking good point. I reckon some of them are probably, you know, trying their best to be healthy, have to be good for society. Have you heard about what they're doing now? Some of them have GoPros on their helmets, so if you cut them up or you they do can something. report you. Yeah, yeah. fucking bastards. <laughs> so you all. I'm glad you all agree. That goes well in my favour. <laughs> I'm getting a dash cam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we should. Yeah, but you're not so going to be able to identify yeah. the cyclist because they haven't got a registration. I will, place be able, I will be able to identify the cyclist when he's underneath my car. Mm. We should revolt <laughs> against the cyclist. <laughs> Onto the phone. Yeah, is this cunt under my car? <laughs> <laughs> is he definitely dead? <laughs> I poked him with a he stick. Is there. Is he is dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. I, know. I poked him with a stick. He didn't move. So we can all agree. Cyclists. Oh, do, do, do we even want to put our arguments forward? I'm, I'm happy to continue arguing. Go I don't it, think man. I'm going to win, but oh well. Uh, honestly, I've forgotten what Marnie's in my rage about cyclists. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'll I'll go next time if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I'm going to you next time. Yeah. I believe that the worst thing about travelling is route planning. Now I say this uh, as a man who does own a sat nav, which is supposed to plan the route for you. Mm. However, they are incredibly ineffective at planning the correct route because they can't take into account. Uh, several different things that are going to happen on the road. For example, uh, if you do want to plan an effective route, uh, missing all traffic jams, missing uh, crashes, accidents, you need to pay the highest premium in order to get that right technology. You then also cannot rely on that technology failing you if it misreports you, uh, if it doesn't quite get to the thing. If you are the crash, it also doesn't help. Mm -hmm. Um, However, route planning is not something that only affects driving on the road. It also affects something that if you go by public transport or if you walk. Planning public transport and planning a route to go somewhere for a certain time is something that I struggled with before I owned a car and something I never want to have to struggle with ever again. Mainly because the buses and trains in the UK are the worst buses and trains I have ever... Now, I say this as someone who's only taken buses and trains in three separate countries. Sorry, four separate countries. Um, and Britons are still the fucking worst. Because A, they're never on time. B, if they are on time, they are always full. C, if they aren't on time and they are full, you can bet that some cunts could have an argument on which delays your journey by an hour while the police get them off the fucking bus. D, 
trains will, at the slightest point, of just like, there might be some leaves on the track. Fuck it, cancel the whole thing. Which, if you're going, like, if you're taking a train journey, it's going to take you hours. I've travelled to London and to York on trains, and I don't fucking enjoy doing it either, either way, because it's just the most unreliable form of transport because there's just so much thing wrong with planning the route. So you can't effectively pick the right train, you can't effectively pick the right bus, and you sure as fuck can't rely on sat to get you to the right place you need to be. Because even they don't know. Like, if you put in... This is a separate point on the argument. If you put in an address on a sat-nav, and it's just a place of business, a place of business normally, sometimes, but most normally, does not list uh, a number, a house number. It's normally a premises name. The sat-nav gets incredibly confused and sends you to the end of the road, where often you've already passed the thing you need because you didn't know where you were going. Mm -hmm. Even if you can rely on yourself to plan an effective route, you cannot rely on other cunts ruining it for you. And that's why route planning is a pain in the arse. I have to disagree with you a little bit on trains. Okay. Long distance, I've not got a lot of experience with, but I went, when I was at uni, I commuted every day, and for those short distances, they, I didn't have a problem at all. The smaller train stations. That is all right. I had some problems. Had there, so, problems. So you had problems. There we go. Because she was always texting me going, oh, the train's not working, oh, I'm stuck here for a few hours now. Uh, to be fair, so, yeah, all right. But it wasn't, it wasn't as Shall bad Shall I as present you... to you the reason why my argument is the right one? It wasn't as bad as you were making out. It was. And why are you presenting it to Joe? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. It wasn't no, as bad as you're making out. They're not that awful. If, it's, if there's heavy snows, it's dangerous. If... Yes, but heavy snow makes it dangerous for all forms of transport. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's the separate surely, thing. That's weather. Trains should be the least affected by snow because it's going along tracks. They ain't going to crash into anything. Because you can't move off the tracks. Really? Uh, I I suppose when you get changing points, it is possible that those things could freeze up and not get in the right lane, and then you go head first into the train. That has happened. That is the thing that's happened. To be fair, I think one. uh, This is probably going to show me up as a horrible, horrible person, but one of of the favourite favourite things was people dying in a train (laughs) crash. Right. Get a load of this, cunt. (laughs) No, no, not the actual people dying. But the, when, when it comes up over the tunnel, that there has been a fatality on the track. Because I'm, I'm just waiting for a babality or a brutality. <laughs> I really want it to be Mortal Kombat. Trainality. Trainality. Yeah, I'll probably cheer people up if they're fatality. Technicality. I don't know. You say that's your favourite thing, but as somebody who has been on a train where a man has then jumped in front of that train, I can tell you it's not a very nice experience. No, probably not. Although I was, I was reading about... Ma- mainly because I was late, but also some, because some <laughs> bastard died. Did you see anything? Uh, no, because I, like, I was quite far down the train. Um, they, actually, no. We, we weren't the train that collided with this poor bloke. We were pulling into, I believe it was either Derby or Chesterfield, and some, oh shit, some dickhead jumped in front of the train. Which means we were stuck out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Uh, and and the tra- this is how bad the communication is with, again, you can't plan an effective route. You can't get to a certain place because the train drivers don't know what the piss is going on. Over the tannoy, literally, it was panic. It was like, it seemed to have stopped outside of Derby. Well done. That's mm. correct. We have stopped it somewhere outside of Derby. Any idea when and how long it will take? Nope. <laughs> it's just kind of like, I don't know how long we're going to be here. Something something has happened. That something has happened mm. was the phrase used for about half an hour and then 
And then I believe at one point the tunnel was left on. He went, oh shit, some blokes died. <laughs> it was the funniest and yet most harrowing experience I've ever had on public transport. You, you can't really blame that on the trains. Blame it on the idiot who jumped in front of a train. However, the communication between trains means that you can't effectively plan a journey. Yes, if you're the train that's collided with some poor fucker, you're probably going to be stuck for a while. But we were behind that. And it's not... Derby isn't a train station where there's only one platform. There's like eight yeah, no there was there was no communication in getting us to go to a different platform. That wasn't sorted out. It was just, well, you are in a queue. Can we stop mentioning Derby because I'm going to Derby on Saturday and you make me think, oh God, people are going to be jumping <laughs> yeah. in front of my train. Derby's so dark, there's going to Saturday. be somebody jumping in front of my train. You're going somewhere outside of Derby on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> right. Crash. Chris, you have Yeah, I've, I've remembered mine. What it is is people who don't know how to use their indicators properly. When I'm coming up to a little island... And I'm, there's people coming from the right, right? I wait, because I give way to them, because it's their right away. And then they go fucking left on that island. And I'm like, well, I could have fucking gone. There's four cars behind me. You absolute cunt. Learn to indicate properly. And then, when I'm driving down the street, and someone's just got their, their indicator on, not actually turning, they're absolute bellends. That can be forgiven. No. That's not, not as bad no. as not indicating it in no. Ireland, surely. No. Both of them are equally wrong I don't and know, should be punishable you know, by death. Yeah. That's a bit extreme. No. No. If you fail to indicate or indicate at the wrong time, you can cause accidents on the road which can kill multiple people. However, is it not an easy mistake to make for some people? Especially with the oldies, with indicators, because they didn't have oh, indicators. I, I was thinking more don't for people who Don't get me onto oldies driving. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more for people who... In fact, um, can I change my to oldies driving? <laughs> oldies <laughs> shouldn't be driving. Oldies. When you, oldies. When, when you get to 60, you should have to retake your... Retake... Your text is 60. Extreme. Ron was over 60. Really? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you shouldn't be teaching no, driving. No, you get... I'm wrong. Our instructor. I think, uh, should, I think do I have the same instructor as you? Yeah, I think. You better I think have. Sarah, Everybody awesome. except me. I think Sarah was the only person who had a different one. She had, I a, had a woman. She had a woman. Oh, don't get me no. onto them either. And I still can't park after five years of driving. Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously, we all had Ron, and he's over sixty. Yeah, but he. And he's awesome. It, he right. was he was brilliant and shit at the it's same a, time. He was shit yet, a, and he was awesome. It's a known fact that as you get older, your reactions drop. Mm. Yeah. As you get older, you should have to retake your your test. Hang on, Chris. What is your argument? I don't which, know anymore. Which, all what of do you hate more? All, all, Sarah, Sarah, all I want to say is that he doesn't know what he hates more. I know what I hate. Other people. <laughs> Just take other people off my road. Other drivers. And I'll be happy. Indicator one is a bad thing. Because it slows down the flow of life. I mean, I've got to be there. <laughs> and they're stopping me from getting there. Some person behind me might be a very important CEO. And he's got a meeting to get to. Regarding the states. Uh, if he's a very important schools. CEO, he's probably just self-important. He can fuck off. He's a prick. Okay. That, yeah. I was, trying to, I was trying to defend you there, but okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. <laughs> no. no. Gonna, don't help him. That's no, not the point of the show. No, I do agree that indicating is a crime. Or not indicating. It's a, <laughs> no, it's, it's annoying, but I can see that if some people who are inexperienced or are in panic situations, it can be... It, mm. it, it can be a, a, a forgiven mistake. So mm. I, I don't think it is the worst thing. It is. Another one is. It's fucking terrible. Well, actually, no, the worst thing is cycling. But that's already, <laughs> that's already been taken. 
So Again, sorry, I do want to point out he's not confident in his own point to say that it is the worst, yeah. whereas mine is the worst. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> if I'm not confident on my own, I've, if, I, if there's anyone other than me who should be given the point to, it's Joe. I said, I want to go to Joe anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. I really hate cyclists. Thank you. The Benz. Thank you. I'll slip you a 20 later. <laughs> <laughs> right, round number three. I'm the judge of this round. This round is the worst thing about social networking. So... I think we should start with Sarah. We'll go with you first. I hate babies. I fucking hate yeah. children as well. You're already starting strong. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't care that your babies learnt how to shit in the toilet. I don't care that your baby's smiling. I don't care anything about your baby. Just keep them away from me. I don't like them. So once someone has a baby, that's, that's all their posts are about. Yeah. There's it's nothing else. They've got no life. Baby, 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 baby. No, you understand. I'm not getting enough money for my baby. Mm. Get a job. Sod off. Yeah, get a job. You know that should be the main focus of their life now that they've got yeah. a baby. But well, it should be the focus of my life as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. I, I, I don't like it. It gets on my nerves from the time they have the first scan until the child's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't we haven't had that yet on Facebook. Hopefully, yes. no. Check out my dead child. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me with the people I've got on Facebook. Let's be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Someone at my old book did upload a picture of their fetus. They had sucked out of them. Oh, good God. Yep. Oh, I, 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 do, I do know somebody who uh, who did upload a photograph of, of, of unfortunate. It was a mostly formed miscarriage, and that was on yeah, the. That, that is sorry, too much. That's, that's, that's too, way much. too much. That's way too much. What about someone else who has had a miscarriage and then they have to go and see that? Yeah. Mm. It, it's, it's not, not fun. good. No. And again, uploading lots of pictures of babies for people who. Just had a miscarriage as well. Yeah, really quite bad. Yeah, I mean, I am. Um, I will admit to being slightly biased towards Sarah's point. I mean, she's the only one who's put forward her argument so far. But yeah, I freaking hate the baby shit. But would you not say that that's then a celebration of of I life and an inclusion care. to the family? You don't care. I wouldn't do it personally because I don't know what my child's going to grow up to be like. Are they really going to want everything they did as a child all over the internet for anybody to find like that? They might want to be a politician if they did something really stupid as a child. That's a good point. It could prevent them from That's getting really where they want to be. a really good point. I'm sorry, but like a two-year-old does not have the capacity to say, oh, yes, mum, I'm okay having pictures of me on Facebook. Then you get people who put pictures of their child in the bath. Oh, Facebook. Christ, I hate that. Pedophiles. So, no, just keep your children off Facebook. <laughs> also, a little bit like that kid who did the... Uh... ALS Ice Bucket Challenge and then went stood up and like she was like two and went fucking hell yeah, I mean, that, that, that was brilliant that. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious but when that kid grows up if it actually you know if it grows up <laughs> no 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 I mean wasn't I mean, he from I mean, Dudley he's got very small chances nah, well I mean Warsaw, I'm from Warsaw okay. so I mean mentally you know if it's actually got some intelligence it's from Warsaw Unlikely. yeah so it's not gone up yeah. but there's a slim chance six fingers <laughs> Six yeah, figures and nose brains. There's a slim chance it might have a at least partially formed brain when it's an adult. Mm. Or even worse, she could be being discussed by some four cunts on a podcast. Honestly, mm. what's yeah, this world coming to? We, mm. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. back off. Yeah, it's not point Individual children. Yeah, but is, is, children she re- is she really want, gonna have wanted that all over the internet when she grows mm. up? Probably when she's not. working as for the rest of her life, she's gonna be forever known. <laughs> 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 managerial position. She might even be the manager at Asda. It's a, it's a good start. So, Joe, what is the worst thing about social networking? I've got a good story about this, actually. Okay. Go on. This is a true story. I absolutely did this. I got a list of all my Facebook friends and I imported them into Excel. And then I, I, I took out the ones I didn't really know and got rid of them. Mm. So there's about 150 left. 
and I went through them. And Me I and Chris were in that list then. No, <laughs> you three weren't there. Uh. Yeah, actually you were. Oh, and, um, interesting. On a scale of one to ten, I evaluated how successful I thought they were on a scale of one to ten. Judging from what little I know, the job, uh, personality, how they've formed as an adult and whatever. So we were all bottom of the list. So yeah. you were all ones, obviously. No, you were all quite high, actually, come to think of it. Uh, and I, really? I genuinely gave them all scores on the ones I know. And there were about 130 that I had left after I took everyone out. Can we see this? I want to see It should be on my Excel. Excellent. Thing, um, and then I put it in ascending order from 1 to 10. And then I went through my wall and I looked for the first three inspirational quotes that I could find. You know, people post some pictures and it's like, uh, uh, a stranger is a friend you haven't met yet. Yeah. Yeah, not when fucking meet me in an alley. And I <laughs> stabbed them in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> the salty Sarah's problem. <laughs> also, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Come to think of it. And then I looked at those three people as to where they were on the list. Not one of them was higher than a four. And it makes you think it's never your successful friends who post motivational quotes. Why is that? It's because the people posting them need some affirmation that their lives are worth something. But they're usually not. They're usually all stay-at-home mums who've got nothing better to do. So they find these stupid fucking quotes that don't mean anything and don't even make sense in, in or out of context. Them. <laughs> just yeah. them. And they post them on to make it look like they've got something to say or they've got something in their life that they think. Or they've got a secret. They're moody and they're, or they're angsty and they've got something to say but they can't get it out. Or they've got a deep emotional... Feelings, whatever. Those. Could you not see that then as as people who, uh, who do post? I mean, I hate it, mm. but people who post inspirational quotes as trying to the, the ones you think need to reach out and get help. Well, yeah, but are they also not trying to improve their well, own life by trying to live to certain standards? Could you not just think a coincidence that? that it's the people on the lower rung of the ladder who are posting it? Why aren't it the people who are self-made millionaires, people with their own businesses? Why aren't it them? Because they're too damn busy. Because they've got stuff to do. Because they're not. Because they're not posting. Yeah. Because they're putting their own co- yeah. quotes on Twitter instead of other people's <laughs> quotes on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But it's people posting these vague quotes that, out of context, they never make any sense anyway. They're all sort of when you, they might make sense in one aspect, but then out of it, they never do. Um, I'm sure you've all seen a quote and you thought, that's absolute bullshit. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. And the worst <laughs> one I ever saw was that my ex posted, and she's a bitch, and she's <laughs> fucking stupid. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe is picture, gay. Picture of Gandhi. Joe is a twat. Yeah. Gandhi. No, it's <laughs> I've never seen that one. <laughs> and it, it really rolled me up. I was going out with it at the time as well. It said, and this is a quote you've probably all heard, and I absolutely hate it. If you... Can't handle me at my worst. You don't, don't deserve, deserve me at my, my best. best yeah. What does that even mean? What the fuck is that about? It means it's I'm like, a crazy bitch. It means yeah. I'm trying to justify my to obvious moves. The being woman a who said bitch. it was a bitch anyway. She, yeah. she was a neurotic bitch. I'm pretty sure she died alone. Yep, yeah, that's oh Marilyn Monroe. Mar- Marilyn she Monroe. She didn't even yeah. say. Oh, oh Google. She it's didn't. She's never gen- even said it. It's generally accredited to her. Generally accredited to her, but it's accredited to her wrongly. It's not even. Something she said, something and also when she a crack at it, exactly, it's something oh, attention seeking, and it's like, oh, look at me, look at me, and then if someone asks what's wrong with them, they're like, oh, nothing, nothing's wrong. Oh, That's I what's wrong. I fucking hate I that. I hate when you see yeah. that on like people's faces. Yeah. What's wrong? Mm. Nothing. 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 Or, or PM me, it's like, no, if you're gonna wear your dirty laundry, do it now. Nah, 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 nah. To be fair, that that's just women. 
<laughs> What's wrong? Nah. Oh, nothing. Oh, come on, I can tell that there's something wrong. What if you don't know? Welcome to Chris Wood. <laughs> walks <laughs> a thin line in front of his girlfriend. <laughs> Fuck off, women. <laughs> I hate women as well. Okay, like fair enough. Tell. Yeah, true. Actually, you. no, women are awesome. Also, he was three women. They won't. They won't bother listening to this. They haven't got an attention span that lasts that long. It was two women who posted these quotes and one man. Boring Kaylee, boring John, and I can't remember that person. All from the boring family. But all from the, the boring they're all, dynasty. They're all, they're all the kind of um, put on stuff about their kids. About, yeah. oh, you'll never guess what thing he's just done. Walk the first step, said the first word, nobody gives a shit. Shut up about your kids and stop posting shit on my wall. Because I want to read things that are interesting. Please if, play this game with me. Yeah. It's pretty good. Let's move to Chris. What's the worst thing about social networking? The worst thing about social networking. People who were cunts at school suddenly <laughs> deciding they want to be friends with you on Facebook afterwards. They're not my friends. Don't add me. I just ignore them anyway. I don't bother. I've got probably about 15, 16 people who've just... They're just sat there in what I call my holding pen. I've not... If I, if I click ignore... Then they can try again. You leave them in the inbox to accept. I just the, leave them in the inbox. The inbox just, rot. That's called. Yeah. I, I call it my holding pen. The, holding the, pen. the inbox rot. That's what it's called. Yeah. And some some people were enough of a cunt when, yeah. You know when I actually did speak to them that I, they do get an ignore so that they know. They know. You hate. But most them. of them, yeah. I just ignore them anyway. I just actually ignore them okay. instead of clicking ignore. I'm going to play devil's advocate with that point. Um, say that they approached you in real life. I mean, would you act the same way? Would, would, you, would, you, would you kind of go, mm, who were you again? I have done. Oh, you have mm. done? I have done. <laughs> okay. Someone, some girl who was an absolute bitch to me in school come up to me in the street and goes, oh, you're right, mate, how are you doing? I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. I actually said that. I said, I don't want to talk to you. She goes, why not? I said, you was a cow. You were always a cow to me at school. I don't want to talk to you. This is why he doesn't have any friends. Yes, yeah, probably why. <laughs> and, and she was a grudge holder. <laughs> well, no, to be fair, she then turned around because I... I you know what, actually, I, I, I kind of was. I, I apologise. Then and Chris I, punched her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, she did turn out to, in that situation, be, be the big, bigger oh, person. Oh, so she changed and grew up. No. Funny that, isn't she, it? Yeah. No, she may, she may have changed and grew up, but I don't give a shit. See, see I'm actually, I, I know I'm playing devil's advocate more with yours because, because I do think that the, the vitriol behind it is more than justified because it is annoying. However... I, when you when, maybe this is just an isolated incident, but there are people who I absolutely despised in school, mm-hmm. and then inevitably because you do live in the same area, you, you do run into them in real life, and it turns out that you know you change as a person, they change as a person, and you know what, you can actually get along amicably. Now, when it comes to okay, if they're out the blue, are you talking about out the blue ones or ones that you've yeah. seen them out the blue? Okay, they're the worst. I've not seen them in years and they just add me on Facebook and friends of friends some, I mean like if one of Joe's friends who I've never met or met once at a party two three weeks later down the line I get, an, I get a friend request off them I don't even know who that person is why mm. why well, they don't want you as a friend they, want, they must be like a friend collector somebody who just likes the yeah. idea of having loads of friends it's like MySpace all over again who can get most friends you never get, you never get that uh, back MySpace that was the pioneer of emo kids f- oh, uh, having yeah. their first weird sexual relations because then you'd all go meet in Pigeon Park with Brum <laughs> yeah. I was there. Uh, I've done that yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you'd inevitably cop off behind someone's grave or some shit like that it was weird 
I watched Gary finger a girl behind a grave. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's not Good in this Gary. podcast, so don't worry, he's not a friend of ours anymore. <laughs> not after that incident. Not after that incident. You know when we upload this podcast? Yeah. Can we put it on Facebook? Like, <laughs> you can tag him. <laughs> we say, listen to us insult our Facebook friends. Maybe you'll hear your name. Yeah. <laughs> we get a lot of viewers. That's very, that's very clever, Mark. We've only mentioned one person on Facebook, and that's Gary. We're going to have to tag him there. Yeah, I've tag mentioned him. basically every female on my Facebook. Yeah, we'll tag not, them all. Not by name specifically. It's, it's, it's like an aggressive form of viral marketing. Just tag <laughs> it, and we will insult you. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay then. So yeah, those are three arguments. Fa- Facebook friends who aren't friends. I don't like you. Go away. That's a good way to put them. Leave yeah. me alone. Okay, that's fair enough. Right then, um, Chris. I think you put forward a really good point, and like I do hate that, but I don't think it's something that then you take it. You take it outside of its context, and it's not annoying. It's, it's like. It, it might be one of the one of the stupider things about about things, but it's very easy to ignore. Mm-hmm. It's not if you get one, you just go like you say, you put them in the holding pen or you put them in the uh, inbox rot, and then you don't have to think about it. Whereas stuff like inspirational quotes and and stuff about children, um, if you are still genuinely friends with those people, it's like I, I don't want to unblock you, be- like I don't want to block you because I do want to remain friends. But your child is annoying, or you are annoying. Mm. Um, so it does come down to between between Joe and Sarah. Uh, you're just against me. I'm not just against you. You are just against me. I don't me. like you. That doesn't mean I wouldn't give you if it was the best argument. No, you, you didn't. <laughs> right. Everyone else has gone first in one except for me. And I'm not go- I've not got another one now. Oh, that's true. Oh, you're against me. No. Uh, I genuinely think, though, that Sarah did put forward the best argument because children, unfortunately, are something you can't delete if you do, you go to jail for it. <laughs> I think what really won me over was the was the kind of the the ramifications. the ramifications side, and the whole paedophiles could get hold of photos, which is bad for everyone. Ramifications if anybody then good for the paedophiles, good for, for the paedophiles, fantastic for them. We don't. I, I do want to point out at this at, at this moment that we don't condone that do behavior. Condone behavior. And if you're uploading anything to do with your child, fucking don't because it's stupid. That's for next so, week's discussion. That's for next week's discussion. Paedophilia, yes or no? <laughs> no. Sarah does get the point though because I thought she put she put, put forward the strongest arguments and then strengthened it, whereas Joe put forward a strong argument and it stayed where it was. And Chris's, I think, you can't really. Once you take it outside of the context of social networking, it does become all that annoying. Whereas children are annoying in real life, and inspirational quotes are the fucking worst. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So, children and inspirational quotes together. I, ha- I have to give Sarah, just Sarah the point cool. due to the format of the show, but well done. You're Thank wrong. You. Well done. So, fourth round. Yeah, the what? Fourth round. The fourth round is. Uh, I forgot what, it is. what is the worst thing about Hollywood? It is. I get the feeling I'm not going first because because I'm going to let Chris go first. No, no, Michael, you are not. Yay. You're not going first, you're not going second, you're not even going last. You don't get a go. Oh, thanks. Joe. Now, I've got, I'm struggling between two and I'm not sure which one to go for. Um, do, you want, do you want a few minutes to think about it and I'll point. go with Sarah? Let me think. Um, now, I'll go for, I'll go for trilogies. Okay, I'll go for trilogies. Now, the reason I didn't see The Hobbit, the first Hobbit, the first time around, was because I've already seen Return of the King, which is the end of the entire series. So why would I bother watching the first third of, well, the first sixth of a story that I already know the ending to? The fact that The Hobbit in particular has it's been changed into three parts and, butchered. and added a lot of unnecessary garbage to it. 
that's another story altogether. But it seems to be a new theme in Hollywood that if you want to make some kind of epic, then you do it in three parts, regardless of story. What happened to the days of sort of making a really good film, a standalone film with a beginning, a middle, and an indefinite ending, and then adding to that story because there was more to tell? Not getting a story on its own and breaking it up into three different parts and stretching out. That's the, not the idea of a trilogy, which is why I'm not going to be looking forward to Star Wars as such. Because you're not going to get an ending until 2019. 2019? 18? 17? It's going to continue on, though, because they're going to do more and more and more. They See, want to do one that, a year. That's a problem. That's why I didn't want to and watch... focus on different characters. So. Well, I don't think... The spin-offs won't count in the main canon. So, like, episodes think, 7, 8, and 9. Anything from now does count in the main canon. I don't know, like, in the continuity, yes, but, yeah. like, in terms of the, the sagas. They're ignoring the expanded universe. Like, the current Hunger I Games like the film. Universe. Chewbacca. Why would anyone see the new Fair. Hunger Games film? Why would you go and see it? It's the half of a story. Half, well, a, a fourth of a story. What's the point of that? I don't Why get would that. anyone want to see that? Always yeah, need to split the last no film up from the ad- adaptations into two parts. It's Harry Potter's fault, I suppose. I don't but know. I think um, it's people like money's fault. But that was probably worth it because he, the original book. Well, the original book was quite the, lengthy. Yeah, but so it Order can of the be. Phoenix was the longest one, and they never split that one. And that one split two. up. So it, it's so. Uh, it's irritating for people who aren't invested enough to care that this story is going to continue on for another three, another two, three years. That's my problem with it. And I'll never go and see the first third of a trilogy. That's why I've not really watched The Hobbit. I watch it in the background, but I don't really care about it. Okay, Joe, it sounds more like you've not got a problem with trilogies specifically. It's just what you've got a problem with is splitting the story up, no matter how how many it's been split up into. Because you've got The Hunger Games. I mean, there were three books. There were three books. Yeah. Right, so if they'd have released one film for each book, it would have been a trilogy. But by your logic... You wouldn't have had a problem with it because you've got one film for each book, yeah. and it, your problem is where they've split the third book yeah. into two films. Yeah, more than anything. Yeah, right. So okay. you know what I mean. But there's nothing wrong with making a like uh, Batman Begins. That was made of the intention of Batman Begins and the Dark Knight. Then they added the Dark Knight Rises at the end because there was enough room to I finish think it have off. More of a problem with adaptations as well for the sound of it. No, because uh, Back to the Future. That's a trilogy. Yeah. That was a standalone film to begin with. Yeah. And then they had no intention of making another two until they thought, hey, this story's got a bit of meat behind it. Why don't we make two more? We can do. Okay, so you're damned, in your argument, then you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you want to tell a story that is outside of the context of two hours, you can't make it. And then if you do make something that is popular and there's room for more, you also can't make it. I don't it. think you'd need any more than two or three hours for an entirety of a film. Yeah, but what, you... what, what you're saying is, Joe... Have you seen The Prestige? Joe, that's about, what, that's what, like three films in one film. Joe, what you're saying is you haven't got a problem with trilogies. You've just you've just picked a trilogy that hasn't had three... hasn't had any, okay, then any stories one split One split into three. That's the so problem I've got. The problem you've got is not trilogies... It's splitting stories up okay. when you could put yeah, them if you want to word it like that, yeah. That is the problem. Right? Sagas, if you will. Sagas, yeah. That's okay. the problem I have. Yeah. Okay. Sarah. Well, I kind of like Joe's argument, to be fair, when I think about it more. But remakes, I don't understand why you need to remake a film that's only been out for, say, ten years, a la Old Boy. Mm-hmm. It's foreign. It's got subtitles. But it's a perfectly good film. We also Just read the subtitles or watch the dub if you really can't be bothered. Funny enough, to... we were releasing this uh, podcast in the week that the Ghost in the Shell movie was also announced. Oh yeah, with Scarlett Johansson. And everyone is really annoyed because she's not a 
bisexual fat black woman or some shit. What the fuck? Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna. Oh, this uh, is another uh, story. No, 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 no. The more annoyed because she's not um, Asian. Fair enough. Which but also, the... Josh Brolin's not Asian in fucking no, Old I'm... Boy, so you know. Old Boy didn't need to be remade. No, because it was perfect re... film. Exactly. I love that film. So I don't understand the point of remakes. Why remake a film when it's perfect as it is? Just because somebody can't be bothered to read subtitles or think it needs updating when it actually doesn't. I know it's Chris's job to play devil's advocate, but um, bringing a film to a new audience, perhaps? Ones that would ordinarily not watch. Okay, Old Boy's a bad example because it's a fucking hack job. But um, but say like the, say there was a film like Old Boy. I can't specifically... Oh, hang on. Isn't Surrogates... The Bruce Willis film Surrogates basically Ghost in the Shell anyway. I haven't seen this. In, in, really in the lightest it. possible sense. Okay, we, we'll use that as an example. So Surrogates was made so that people could understand the whole replicant style storyline. Could go Total Recall. Could go Total Recall. Yeah. Could go Total Recall. That didn't need remaking. No, it didn't. That's fair. Total Recall, wasn't that more of a reboot? Well, a remake and a reboot is the same yeah. kind of thing. Not yeah. really. A reboot is taking the same idea mm. and t- going in a completely different direction with it. Whereas a remake is taking the same idea and the same story, mm. just retelling it in a slightly different the way. Evil there Dead are more, was a There are more differences in uh, uh, between I mean, I, I, in, I, I, in the original and the reboot yeah. as there is in the original, or there should be more differences so, as, between the original and the reboot and the original and the remake. <laughs> but you seem, to have prob- you seem to be having a problem with remakes of relatively new films. What's yeah. your opinion on mm-hmm. remakes of old films that are outdated now? They still kind of don't need to be remade. I can understand them a bit more than a film that's just been out for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's like remaking The Ring. It didn't really need to be remade either. Basically remaking anything that's foreign. Just learn to read subtitles or deal with dubs if you don't, really don't want to read subtitles. Yeah, but at the same time, generally dubs are awful. Gen- I mean... Th- People I wa- need to invest in some good dubs then. I watched the live-action Itchy the Killer dub, and it, 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 it was a it was a bunch of Asian people with Cockney accents. It was awful. Mm. It was absolute tripe. I think the worst culprit for this sort of film is the horror genre. They will remake anything over and over again. Yeah. There's talk they're going to remake Saw, which came Already? out in 2004. That doesn't so need it's remaking. Just over ten years old, so it's. It definitely doesn't need remaking, and I don't know why it would be, but Hollywood seems to think it's a good idea. And they will remake any classic film, and they'll do it. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was remade. Not Elm Street. Not Elm was remade. Friday the 13th was rebooted, mm. not remade as such. Halloween being remade. Evil Dead has been remade. Yeah. Robocop has been fair, remade. The Grudge has been remade. It wasn't remade if we go and buy the, more, the new one because it was more of a that was alternative the universe that brought Ash. Yeah, into but, it. so we go with reboots Sassy as cool. such. There's been a. Uh, so what, what's also, you're, you're moaning about, and, and Hollywood make, obviously, we're looking at films, but mm. what, what about your opinion of remakes of series? Like what? Give me an example House of Cards. Of TV shows. Yeah, like TV shows. I haven't shows. watched the original, so I can't really compare. And the American one is awesome. But you are a huge fan of... There's going to be a good remake out there. Yeah. Right there's always going to be a Statistically, there'll be a good remake. Right. But they don't need to be remade. Mm. I haven't seen the original British one. Mm. And I don't really know if it's more loyal to the books or if 
whatever, so I can't really discuss that one. Okay. Okay then. Michael? Let's hear yours. Go. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, you are, you are I, forgot, I forgot that I haven't done my argument you yet. You are getting a turn, don't Yay, you? excellent. The worst thing about Hollywood right now can be summed up in two words, I believe. Is it Spider-Man? <laughs> it, I know I argued earlier <laughs> that Spider-Man was the worst thing about superheroes and therefore also in film. However, there is another demon amongst us and that demon is Chris Nolan. No. No. I, know, I know you weren't going to agree with me, John. That's why, why I was praying you wouldn't judge the Hollywood realm because I know I wouldn't yeah. win. However, Chris Nolan has had one of the biggest and probably one of the worst falls from grace of any director of all time, I believe. And he's also thrown all of his toys out the pram in doing so and ruined cinema for everyone. He's also bro- somehow broken the rule that if you make a bad film, no one will see it. Because Interstellar has made fucking all of the money. you're the only one here that's seen Interstellar. Mm-hmm. And it's a pile of shit. However, let's go back to why this was first a problem. Chris Nolan's movies up until The Dark Knight are fantastic. I will agree. And at the point where he made The Dark Knight and he actually took Batman seriously and gave the character some credibility and got some fantastic performances out of Heath Ledger and somehow out of Christian Bale, God knows how, and out of um, Aaron Eckhart, who I still think needs to be put in the right film because he's fantastic. Everything was hunky-dory. Then people gave him money. And that's when Chris Nolan turned from you know, the director we all hoped, we all, we all hoped to be as people who enjoy films and if people who want to make films hope to maintain the level of creative control that Chris Nolan has while still, you know, making big box office money. And then it all changed because he got to make Inception. And Inception is a fantastic film. As in, I don't need to say a bad word no, no, Inception. No, no, no. Trust me, Inception was the tipping point because that's the, the biggest high before the darkest low. Because Inception was a movie that had uh, a little bit of a filter to it, uh, in, in that Warner Brothers did uh, overlook a lot of that. And it was before Chris Nolan brought his idiot brother on board. Um, maybe I should be focusing on his idiot brother, I don't know. But after Inception, and a completely original idea, a completely original story, one of the best films of the decade, I would say, was made, everyone then decided that Chris Nolan didn't need a filter. And the Chris Nolan was gone, and we should all bow down to Chris Nolan like five times a day and turn towards Los Angeles and pray. Because then we ended up with Interstellar, and then we ended up with The Dark Knight Rises. Two films which not only break, like, like try to line up all the cliches of movie storytelling and make you eat that bullshit up, but also manage to make Batman the most deeply uninteresting movie, comic book movie of, of recent times. And here's why. Because The Dark Knight Rises is a movie wherein Batman, spoiler alert, stops being Batman. When the fuck has that ever happened? As someone who's read Batman comics, Batman does not stop being Batman. This is also the same person who thought that we had to dumb down the concept of Robin so that Robin was called Robin. Is in his actual name. What's wrong with that? Everything's wrong with that. Who's going to know that... It didn't, it didn't. I wouldn't know. People would have known. If but, I said Dick Grayson to you, would you know who? I know now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Batman has been a cultural so icon since the 1960s, and he was called Dick Grayson then. He's called Dick Grayson now, and he would have set up a fantastic arc for either Nightwing or a future Batman. However, Chris Nolan decided to shit all over that because the studio gave him lots and lots of money to make it so dumbed down. That, okay, we'll also look at we'll look at the good side of that. He brought in Bane. And then completely tore down everything about Bane and rewrote his history so that the comic books now need to go, okay, that's a different Bane and, now. And made him sound like Sean Connery. I, I actually yeah. enjoyed the voice, but that, I was in the minority on that. There was no yeah. backstory for Bane at all. 
Apart from when Alfred says he was a mercenary in South Africa, that's all you get. However, where Christ, was the venom? Chris Nolan then also he, made he that did, movie. He did mention the venom. But when, right, Bane. The, the, okay, it was very, very loose. The whole mask thing feeding him venom. Yeah, but it wasn't Venom as the problem. It wasn't Venom. Venom is... He's also not Latino, as he's in the comics. No, he was uh, the guy in the prison says, didn't he? No, but right. In the film, Bane was always buff Tom Hardy. Yeah. Actual Bane goes between thin, frail bloke How can you get that and big buff in a bloke? realistic film? Yeah, that's, 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 that's something that they've but toned that, down. That's what the Venom does. Recently. Yeah, that's what the Venom does. Captain America. That's funny, bloke, too. Woo! Hey, that's 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 right. Hey, though. Right. It, it was digital altering. You, you tone it down a bit. You, 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 fi- you film that. all of the thin bits before Tom Hardy bulks up, then Tom Hardy bulks talking, up, and then you film the. the I ain't talking the, proper wise. Talking. How do you get that into a storytelling wise? What well, possible reason is that? Okay, let's leave, let's let's leave, let's leave Batman. I think I've made my feelings known about how that is a fantastic film up until the breaking of the bat, and then it forgets it forgets all semblance of continuity. Start, uh, Timekeeping, no, storytelling. No, before then because I've got a dodgy knee, but I'm just gonna. Literally, I'm just gonna get like a metallic bracket and I'm fine. Yeah. I will overlook that because of how good the breaking of the bat scene was. However, after that movie, you give Chris Nolan. Basically, this is how the meeting for the pitch for Interstellar went. Hi there, I'm Chris Nolan. I'd like to make a new movie. Have our money. Have our money. Make something, please. It will make us all the money because we're gonna put your name on the front of it. It was a pile of dog shit. Here's why. The story made no fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> Here's why. His best description was when he describes someone's acting as, <coughs> as, wooden, as a wooden dildo or something like that. Wood as an oak dildo. That is it. That's in my A-level coursework. <laughs> Um, Who was it about? Uh, it was about Watchmen. I was talking about um, Silk Spectre and Watchmen because she's ah. fucking awful. Um, so, Interstellar um, tries to feed you all of the cliches. Does anybody care about spoilers? No. No. I'm not going to watch no. it. No. Basically... I'm not, not going to watch it. I've heard it. It's awful. Okay. Fair enough. Basically... The film has an interesting I, I backstory. I have actually heard that it's quite good. Yeah, I'm I know you're judging this round, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> It has an intre- the film has an interesting backstory where you hear about how basically the world's going to shit, people are dying, all people can become as farmers now because we need to keep food sources up. Fantastic. Is it ever explained what happened? No, because Chris Nolan wants to focus on the airspace stuff. Oh, great. Will the airspace stuff be fantastic? No. Half of it will be cryosleep, the other half will be technical mumbo-jumbo, which, although is correct by Neil deGrasse Tyson standards, is deeply uninteresting. Oh, okay, maybe we'll meet some interesting characters out there. No, Anne Hathaway is the worst female character of all time as she basically screws over the entire mission because she's in love with somebody who may have found a different planet that you never see. Not even a photo. You never see this person. It's just, I'm a woman and I'm emotionally unstable, therefore I'm going to fuck us over. Fantastic. Okay, well, maybe we'll get to some cool stuff on the planets, right? Nope. Three of the most uninteresting planets of all time. Because... In the mind, the mind verse that is Christopher Nolan, where, you, where Inception made it possible to create these interesting worlds and you can fold the streets to get there quicker. What's the three most original planets you can come up with? A water world, an ice world, and Mars. Just Mars 2. That's all it was. It also managed to shoehorn Matt Damon in. Matt in Damon. Li- Matt Damon. In a role that is literally made so that there's a villain. Excuse me. Matt in it. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. This is how ill Nolan is making me. And my final point is the fucking no, ending. It's choking you, Zay. It's got voodoo. Yeah, yeah. And my final point on why Interstellar is the worst thing to happen is that the ending is literally like it tries to talk about the concept of 
of faith and love and all that. And what it essentially equates to is that apparently Matthew McConaughey can transcend space and time so he can communicate to his, uh, his daughter through a bookcase. That makes no fucking sense unless you've seen the movie. However, it makes less fucking sense if you've seen the movie. <laughs> is it the, something to do with black hole? What, what happens is he goes into a black hole yeah. and apparently behind the black hole is this time space that they have made, finger quotes being used there for those who can't see me using the finger quotes. They, however, are a future form of humans that have made this space so that they can bring Matthew McConaughey into it so he can interact with his daughter to tell him where he is and what the space is. Chris Nolan wrote a paradox about talking to your daughter through time and space using gravitational fields to uh, basically move a clock hand in Morse code, which is apparently something that everybody knows in the future, to move a clock hand in Morse code to tell them where he is. Where? I know. And somehow he managed to say that humans are God and aliens and also love is more powerful than space and time. Can I just watch about a Star Galactica instead? This movie made money. That is the problem with Chris Nolan. He's also now ruining the DC Cinematic Universe and is a joyless fuck uh, because he's being one of these auteur directors. Uh, when asked about um, post-credit scenes in Marvel movies, he went, real movies don't do those. And like, like fuck you! The, here's a movie about a talking tree and a raccoon that made more money than The Dark Knight Rises. Your fucking move, you cunt. Chris Nolan is the worst thing about Hollywood. If I'm completely honest, Mike's talked for so long I've forgotten your <coughs> points. Remakes, girl. Remakes and trilogies, that's the one. Hang on. Well, trilogies and if, splitting stories. So, so if The Dark Knight Rises and Interstellar were made by somebody other than Nolan, would you have a problem with it? Yes, because the same person has just basically okay. eaten into the system, started... Um, basically, like he started with brilliance and then devolved the more money you gave him and became more of an asshole. And basically started caring less about the craft and more about the visual and how much money you can make from it and also being a twat. So a bit like Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Kind of like, holy shit, Chris Nolan is Adam Sandler. Well, there's a term for the books. <laughs> I'm just going to churn out all these terrible movies and you'll see them because I've made it. And that's all it boils down to. Is that, oh, should we go and see Interstellar? Yeah, what it's about, not a clue, but Chris Nolan made it. It must be good. Oh, no, we've made all the money. So Nolan gets £100 million to make this film. So I'm his producer. And I expect a lot of visuals from him. I expect a lot of storytelling about love. I expect him to appeal to a massive demographic. He's got to deliver that. He's just the director. and The writer, I'm assuming. Yeah, him and his brother uh, wrote Interstellar. And cocked up Interstellar. Okay, so that's... Two bad films out of a list of about ten Nolan movies. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not arguing yeah, anything yeah. pre. Uh, so it's just these two new pre, pre Inception, yes. But basically, okay. I'm arguing that Hollywood has ruined Chris Nolan, and then Chris Nolan has become the worst thing about Hollywood because new uh, and in like new and interesting directors, say like Garth Edwards, who directed Monsters and the New Godzilla movie, mm. uh, aren't getting a, the proper look in they deserve as as you know artists of their craft because. Everyone goes, well, it's not Nolan. I was like, good. That's a good thing that it's not Nolan. Stop licking Nolan's, Nolan's track arse. track record up to now has been golden. It's, it's been unbelievable. No other director's been as good as him at up, all. Up to Inception, I would say that his track record is golden. I would say up to the Dark Knight. I mean, like, you were talking about The Prestige earlier, which is basically three movies in one movie. It's, a, it's the best storytelling anyone could ever do in visual form. It's, it's, fa- it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic time. because there was a filter on it to separate the crazy from the genius. 
Well, it was based on a book. It was based on a book and as well. Jonathan Nolan did the screenplay for it. There we go. That's the, that's the cunt's name, Jonathan Nolan. He's a terrible writer. And everything up to the prestige as well. <laughs> but if you did the prestige, you can, he obviously has the capabilities to do such a good film. True. And everything up to that point was awesome. True, but like I say, once you take the filter away from the, so the genius, the crazy starts flooding through. So we, we think that's what's happened. I think he's. I think Hollywood has has inflated his ego, and now his ego is sort of like basking over Hollywood like some kind of cloud of stink. So the same thing that happened to Christian Bale as well. Oh God, yeah, definitely. And then, ba- and then, what happened to Christian Bale is the Terminator Salvation happened, and then no one respects him. So, yeah. So up until the last Batman, Nolan deserved the to be oh, the golden yes. god. He deserved. Yeah, yes, he, had the, he was allowed to be. Yeah. And if he leaned over them, yeah, like some but, it, but, it, thaw, but it's not like he was he, okay. But it's That's not. Fine. Yeah, but it's not like he. How do I put it? He made these brilliant movies, but it it wasn't being sold as. This guy made the movie, therefore it is good. It was okay. sold by, like, Batman Begins was and um, was sold by. We're, bring, we're rebooting Batman, and that was brilliant. Dark Knight Rises was sold by the brilliant performances of of Heath Ledger, and that was brilliant. And then and then we started taking note of how good a director Nolan actually is. Um, and then now okay. you come to Interstellar, where it's like it's a Nolan film, therefore it's excellent. Okay, so yeah, cool. but you, the, there's other problems with it's not just it's not just Nolan that does that. I mean, you got you look at Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings films, mm-hmm. really fans, really fucking good, right? Peter Jackson, then said, "I want to do a trilogy about the Hobbit." People, for some reason, said, "You know what? Based on your other films, this is going to be awesome. How much money do you want? Here, have it all." And then he, he they didn't question, "Why are you making a trilogy out of one book that's shorter than I can finish?" See, what, what I would argue as to why... Yeah, carry on, carry on, right. carry on. Right? I thought you were finished. <laughs> no, I... She interrupted me and I said, can I finish? I'm sorry. Right. No one questioned the fact that he was making one book that is shorter than any one of the three Lord of the Rings books into two or three films, as Sarah was putting it. No one questioned that. They just said, here's the money, and look at what happened. It's utter shit. Yes, Sarah. Everybody questioned it. Well, not the, the fans pe- did. Not the, the people with the money. What the hell are you playing at? The people with the money didn't. Yeah. The people with the money, the with the money just gave it in and, and look at what fans. happened to it. I'm sure someone asked him at some point. So it's not just meetings. Nolan. No, I, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm not saying it isn't just Nolan that that happened to him. I mean, the same thing happens to Michael Bay. He gets far too much money to make the movies he does. However, we have all collectively agreed as a society that that man is poison. Nolan, however, had the promise and wasted it in being a complete twat. Whereas Peter Jackson uh, actually does... I think Peter Jackson does more for his fandom than Nolan does for his. <laughs> okay, okay, make it, making, three, okay making three terrible movies is a separate matter. Nolan being a cunt and basically saying, if you like superhero movies, you're a cunt, is different. It's not just making three terrible movies. It's going, right, this is my take on Tolkien. This is all that's going to happen. I don't like this part of the book, so it's not going to be in the film. I want this to happen, so it's going to happen. And making news on fan fiction of Hobbit and Lord of the Rings is what the issue with Jackson is. With Lord of the Rings, it worked quite well. With Hobbit, it really didn't. It really, really didn't. Okay, fair enough. I would then, I would then argue and say that that's, that's, that's Jackson's view on someone else's work. That's not Jackson going, I am Lord God and I've made this movie and you will love it. That's what Nolan's doing. It's kind of like, I have, ma- I have cobbled together this shit movie about space and you'll pay to see it because my name's on the front. Whereas Jackson's like, I have cobbled together this shit movie about The Hobbit and you'll pay to see it because The Hobbit's a great book. 
That's, well, that's the key difference. And they have not. Benedict Cumberbatch. What film doesn't? I'm surprised. I'm surprised the Black Hole wasn't played by Benedict Cumberbatch in it fucking Stella. It probably was. And to be fair, The Hobbit's not a great book. It's going to be better than any than the screenplay for Interstellar because that thing is a crock of shit. I kind of want to watch Interstellar just to see if it's as bad as he says. It's three hours of fucking horseshit. You don't want to. Can see I it. fast forward through most of it? Yeah, a lot. A lot of it is visual nonsense. You don't need to be paying attention I love to. Space things floating. I fast forward that kind of thing. Yeah, basically. Mm. Right. So I've got I've got to choose now, hasn't it? Well, yeah. to be fair, Mike, you hate Nolan at the moment, but. He might do another good film. He, mm-hmm. he might come back and he might do something well. Then people might listen to this this podcast and say, you know what, that that idiot with the with the you know views and opinions is right. They probably won't. No. <laughs> but, that idiot but, to the views. I I, I, I accept oh, that I'm fully in, in the minority about hating Nolan, but I don't think right? but he's any good anymore. That's just that happens when anyone gets success. People generally rest on their laurels. Are you, you have Mike's some... a bit of a hipster. <laughs> well, he does have the glasses. Is it is it cool to hate Nolan? Surely, surely that's cool. That's a cool thing to do. Surely. I was hating Nolan before anybody else hated Nolan. Yeah, no, I like pe- him people again. still lick his fucking arse, and it's really annoying. Yeah, and as soon as, soon as next everyone, year, as soon we'll ask him for his opinion. As soon as everyone else, if he releases a good film, it might change. Who knows? But he's released two crappy films that I've unfortunately hated to see. Just you will like, and everybody else will hate him. And you went, oh, Nolan's the best. Yeah, probably. But my point there is, it's not just Nolan that happens. Nolan isn't the problem with with Hollywood. Success and what success does to people is the pro- is your problem with Hollywood. Okay, fair enough, yeah. I, I can see defeat. This is difficult. I have problems with all of your arguments. We have a problem with you. We have, yeah, we have problems with you in general, but we somehow put up with it. Should we just vote between the three of us? <laughs> no, <I> Me. <laughs> it's close, because I do have problems with all of your arguments, but Joe, because not because of the trilogy thing, but because I, I agree that... Story shouldn't be separated. Yes, splitting a story that should be told all in one go mm-hmm. up just to make it more manageable for cinema goers is wrong. If a, if it can't be done in one go, split it into a mini series and put it on telly, and then you've only got to wait a week in between each of them. You know, don't go for this. don't go for the big money. And you know what conclusion we've came to without realising it? What? Peter Jackson should have done Interstellar, and Nolan should have done The Hobbit. First one to say that'd be awesome. And that would have fixed everything. Uh, probably it probably would have yeah, put some would. fucking whimsy into Interstellar, yeah. and that can't hurt. So, you know. Interstellar would have probably been one. better, but yeah. I don't know about Yeah, it would have ruined That's the Hobbit. That's what I'm calling that one. <laughs> it, would, it would have ended with Frodo saying, I'm not going to be a Hobbit anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be an elf. And he just like gets himself on the rack and stretches his fucking limbs. <laughs> or we could just give every film to Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Or Edgar Wright. Oh, I like Edgar Wright. Guillermo del Toro is better. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's very he's good. Then, then again, if we did that, it'd, it'd just turn into another Nolan. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> We're going to move into our final round. Our final round is where we all play for the points. Uh, so how this works is all four of us are going to put forward our argument as to what's the worst thing about the thing we're going to discuss next. Uh, we then take it in turns to rank each other first, second and third, which will give each other three, two or one points respectively. And the person with the most points wins that round and potentially challenges Joe to win the game because at the minute Joe is leading with two points I've got one Sarah's got one and Chris is currently on zero 
Well, according to what you've written down, it's minus, minus 10. 10. Yeah, minus 10 for being a twat, <laughs> which, which is the unofficial ranking. So, yeah. our final round for tonight, uh, presumably, unless it goes to a tiebreak situation. What is the worst thing about Netflix? We will start with Joe, seeing as he's got two points. Then we'll move to either me or Sarah. And the- Actually, no, we'll start with Chris. We'll give, it, we'll give him his first round. The, the one, no, tell you what. The, the no, one time I don't want to go first because I don't have anything against Netflix. I love Netflix. I can't think of anything wrong with it. The one time I don't want to go first, he isn't true. No, I'm not. Okay. No, you go with your first option. Okay. Put Joe first. Okay, Joe, what is the worst thing about Netflix? The worst thing about Netflix, in my opinion, is limited access to a, an entire series of films. Because, for example, I've got quite an obsession with the Saw series. I love the Saw series. But no one wants to watch Saw 5. No one wants to watch Saw 6. They want to watch Saw 1 or Saw 7. Neither of which are available on the UK Netflix. Halloween series in particular. There's two Halloween entries on there. Neither of which are the first one or the second one or the last one. Uh, <laughs> what's the point? Do you ever pick up like, a DVD collection and watch the middle film? No one ever does. I don't think that's ever happened to anyone in existence. You don't go. Watch the first well, one. I might watch the second episode of the second series of Sherlock and see if I can catch up on what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. I generally, I tend to skip watching Phantom Menace. Star Wars. Yeah, that doesn't count. There's going to be some exceptions where you're going to. Where all the films are awesome, but in a series as big as Saw, yeah, Halloween, Friday the Fourth Star Wars first. <laughs> That's true. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that don't work. That's, I've got time travel. Yeah. So that's the problem I've got because I wanted to watch the first Saw. I had no access to it. On Netflix at least. So I thought, what's the point of having even one of them? If you're going to have any of them, have all of them. I don't know where the rights or whatever works. It's all works. to do with licensing. That yeah. would be the issue. And the thingies and whatnot. Mm. But if they're going to have the middle one, have none at least. That way it forces me to buy the DVD box set. And that way I'll have all seven. Funnily enough, we are, again, not to tie it into current events, we are actually releasing this podcast on the week where Netflix are cracking down on using VPNs to watch international versions of their service, where obviously you can only get certain content on the US, on the UK, uh, on the European services. Uh, and it seems that Netflix are... They haven't put out an official statement yet, um, other than, you know, you know we, we're committed to bringing content to all regions. Um so there's no real word on why exactly they're stopping people from using international versions of their services that they're it's paying to it's use. It's a type of piracy in a way because it's to do with licensing again. Uh, true, but I mean, I'd argue that Netflix has done the best possible thing to stop piracy because I'm happy paying six quid a month and that way I don't have to torrent everything. I can just go, oh, hey, six pounds a month. Oh, I can watch um, like all of Space, for example. Like, oh, sweet, okay, I'll watch Space. I don't have to torrent the series now. Great, awesome. And you've also got the, the thing that you know you're str- you are streaming it, but you're still getting a decent. As long as you've got even a half decent internet connection, you are getting a decent quality stream stream of it. You're not. It, it's not laggy. It's not pixelated. It's not shit. You're getting a decent watch of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it just sucks that they 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 lock out content for the people we find a way around it a legal way around it where we're still paying for the service and apparently that's not enough anyway Joe's at the end of the yeah that's everything for me okay uh, we'll move to do you want to go first or shall I yeah to be fair that leads very well into my point of cross country content let's do yours then yeah mm-hmm. so I really like Supernatural eight seasons of Supernatural are on the American Netflix but I can't watch it on the UK Netflix because it's not on there why can't I have it on both if you're going to have it, pay for the rights to have it on one streaming side of your company, have it on all of them. I don't understand. 
There's not much on the English one, one that isn't on the American one. There's a lot. There's quite with a lot. TV, with TV shows, especially. But it's only no, mostly it? British TV shows, though. Uh, we've got mostly British TV shows. Yeah, well, well obviously the UK would have yeah. more. No, what, I mean, what, on what, the American one, that's the one that's missing. It's no, no, no. What, what you tend to find is some of the American series. Like this is this is a weird one, and again, it's probably because not many people watch it. Uh, there's a show on Cartoon Network called Regular Show, and I, I think it's fantastic. I've never heard. But of you that. can only watch the third and fourth seasons on UK Netflix. You can only watch those two series. SpongeBob also the same. You can only watch the second and third series, not the first, not the fourth, the fifth, or the sixth. That's probably something to do with the original creator because he left it and in, and he came back. So it might be the ones he had no involvement in, he's okayed to be on. Mm, Stephen Hillerberg didn't live. I, I don't know why it is, but that's that's the reason mm. for some reason. Um, sorry, carry on. I did cut you up in the middle of your point there. <coughs> oh, is that it? <laughs> you basically <laughs> made most of my point when you were talking about them. Okay, fair enough. So you made my points for me. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you very much. So we'll move into my point, shall we? The worst thing about Netflix has nothing to do with the service, in my opinion. It is, in fact, the people who watch Netflix. Uh, to, uh, I'm going to put these people under the banner of watch it all wankers, um, who can somehow, Chris. like Chris, um, who can somehow find the time to watch an entire series of something. Um, it could be okay. I will. I will freely admit that there is going to be a slight flaw in my argument because I will be a watch it all wanker when it comes to Marvel's Daredevil coming out on Netflix. I'm going to marathon the fuck out of that. How you're moaning at me. I'm still stuck. I'm still on season four of Sons of Anarchy. Ah. I've got so many shows that I just haven't got round to watching. Binge watching is different to your point now. Yeah, yeah. Binge because watching. You're just moaning about people who are like, why haven't you watched this yet? You need to watch it. Oh, this happens. This is what happens. Have you watched it yet? Blah blah. Funny enough, um, Darren of the Guttridge Log is is a big one of this person because I I stopped watching Breaking Bad. Admittedly, yeah. quite a pivotal point. Um, I then am pressured by people to why haven't you finished that series? It's it's a crime against humanity. You haven't seen the rest of it. I've had other things to do. Most of it involves this fucking microphone, to be honest. I kind of have other things to see and games to play and food to eat and, and people to speak to. And a and a girlfriend. Yeah, and a life and a girlfriend and, you know, copious amounts of porn that I haven't burnt my way through. The internet's a big place, Darren. It's like, you know, that kind of mentality is just like, if it's available on Netflix and you haven't watched all of it, you're basically worse than Hitler. And like, I don't get why the, the, the there's a culture behind... I mean, binge-watching is one thing. Uh, but, like, kind of saying it's available. You, you must have seen it, clearly. It was like, or, or this discussion about this show is now going to happen even though you're working at it, say, like, two or three episodes at a time because you're watching it between doing work or between making shit or between playing games. And because you haven't watched it the second it all was published on there, uh, you are therefore exempt from this conversation. Nobody wants to speak to you. It's like, watching habits are now controlling how people behave around you. And I'm... And watch it all wankers are the worst because they're the ones who've seen every episode of every series and have an opinion on every goddamn thing. And will accidentally spoil things. Oh yeah, and will basically threaten spoilers upon you. It's just kind of like, have you seen it? No. If you don't see it by this day, I'm going to tell you how it ends. It's like, don't be a prick. I will watch it. Most of this, the fact is we're in the renaissance of TV and you guys are just ruining the whole thing. Chris. <laughs> um, I've still not come up with a decent actual problem with it. I think I suppose my problem is it with Netflix is the fact that too much to watch. And th- th- there is too much to watch, but no I, porn. honestly, no porn. <laughs> honestly, I, w- I wish I could just have one subscription and get everything. I mean, whereas at the moment, if I want to watch, you know, Sons of Anarchy, then I'm I'm jumping onto Netflix. If I want to watch Parks and Rec or Black Sails, then I've got to I've got to then go across and. 
get Amazon Instant. I don't want to have to switch. Honestly, my problem with Netflix is that they don't have everything. A, everything I want. A, a, monop- <laughs> a monopoly on this yeah. type of thing, which I suppose is wrong. I shouldn't have that problem, but I'm just lazy. <laughs> I don't want to have to press four or five buttons Mm. in order to get to a different streaming TV show provider. I know what you mean. I have had that problem myself. Although, I suppose it's not really the the Mm. buttons. But it's like, what, six, seven pound a month for Netflix? It's five ninety nine a month for... Amazon Instant Video. Which you'd have to pay only one go anyway, so it's 70 quid straight in. No, 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 if if you had a Love Film subscription, then you can pay one. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, And then there's also Blinkbox. Yeah, but that's buy what you want. And then then with that, you have to buy individual episodes as well, which... Or rent episodes. Yeah. And you can buy entire seasons. I'm not a fan of renting anyway. I like to own what I've paid for, but... That, that's another problem, mainly with Steam. But yeah, I don't, I, my problem is that Netflix doesn't have a monopoly on every show ever. Fair enough. Not okay. enough content. Okay. We'll come to the rankings on that round. So, Joe, pick who came first, second, and third in your eyes. Number one, Sarah, because is, I is agree. That, is that in first place? First place. Sorry. Yep. First place, Sarah, so it's three oh. points. Uh. Now, you're into a good point, but the series on Netflix are now, they're designed for binge watching. That's no secret. These shows are designed so that we sit there for hours watching these shows. So I'm going to put Steve second, Woo. because I agree, <laughs> I don't like pressing more than two buttons to get to whatever show I want. And unfortunately, there's always a the last place, and it's you. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, Not that you're, you're oh, yeah. no, that, that, that's yeah. the whole point of ranking. So Sarah went next. So, so Sarah, your rankings? I'm not giving you the points because you gave me points, but I actually oh. generally do believe <laughs> yes. that what's the point in having the fifth film on there if you're not going to have the first? The first five. Yeah. yeah, first five. That doesn't make sense. Then mm. uh, between you two. I don't like paying lots of money. Fair so enough. With That's fine. Oh, I'd rather have no, them all together. I'm getting fucking destroyed in this round, apparently. Yeah. Although you do make a very good point. I do hate people spoiling my shows for me. But, but I tend to just watch my shows anyway. And fair tell enough. people to fuck off if they try to spoil stuff for me. Okay, fair so, enough. Fine. Not a problem. Three. That's okay. Um, out of three... I think Joe made the best point because honestly, I friggin' hate having like his season two, and that's the only season you're getting, even though there are twelve. So like, oh, fuck you. I I really do hate that. So I'm gonna give Joe three points. Um, I'm a lazy bastard. Chris is getting two points. Oh. I fucking hate the fact that Agents of Shield was on uh, Amazon for ages. It's literally only just coming to Netflix because Marvel have sorted their shit out and got it on there. So I basically have had to leech off somebody's. Um, Amazon account, <laughs> so I could, so I, so I could, it's ju- it's coming to Netflix. It's either coming soon or just on there now. Season two as well. Se- season, season one. Uh, just season one for now, because that's the only one that's concluded. That's the only thing you can actually sit down and binge I wish watch. Which would do it where like they didn't with Constantine on Amazon, where we get them. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, Sarah, that does mean that you do get the one point. Although I mean, yeah, the whole international thing is complete bullshit. But I mean, up until now, there have been workarounds, so that's the mm-hmm. reason I don't, I don't do that. So Chris, so we'll review in a couple of months. Yeah, Chris, your rankings. Uh, right. Honestly, I think the uh, block content for different 
area, you know, different countries is the biggest problem that that was mentioned. Honestly, I'm surprised I've got so many points in this round considering I'm I was just pulling. You know, I, I, I did. I winged it. I was just like, yeah, let's go for the lazy vote. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that, that was a snap that, decision. I'm surprised that got anywhere. We're all really lazy. Um, Not your audience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, out of the out of the two of you, I don't know because I mean I do dislike the the whole yeah you know you've 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 only got saw which which saw one was it saw three uh, on those five and six so five and six two out, worst out, ones. The, the two worst ones so, yeah, yeah the two worst ones out of yeah. out of seven films mm. it, it it's wrong I I do disagree with that but at the same time. I do dislike people who who are like you, you know. It's three. It's been up three days. Why haven't you watched all seventeen episodes yet? But on the other, you also did get rid, completely ignore the people on the other side of the coin who are like, no, 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 no. That that series that's been out four years and I I haven't got round to watching it. You're not allowed to talk to it yet. Oh, talk about, do, talk, talk about it yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like me. I, I, I am one, like me. I am, <laughs> I am one of those people, and I am. Oh, well. I am one of the problems with television shows. Mm. Uh, that's not specific to Netflix, though. You've you've always had people like that. You mm. realistically, you, I mean, the people who used to just video, you know, videotape things before Netflix was around, and be like, "No, you, you can't talk about it. You can't talk about it yet," because I haven't watched it yet, and a lot of people did that. But a lot of people also went, "Well, why not? Why weren't you in on Friday night to watch Friends?" And it's like, "Well, it was a Friday night. I'll go out Friday nights because I've got a life." <laughs> so, 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 like, so, so I haven't. So you put, so you put Sarah first. I'm taking you. Put Joe second. Can't I give you two just one and a half points each no. instead of two and one? No. Who so no, you had the best argument. What, what, what I'm hearing is, is Sarah. Th- uh, with three points, Joe with two, and me with one. Yes. Okay. No problem. That's. So I've come bottom in everybody's rankings. I, I do want to point that out that that's. Uh, you're all idiots. Uh, <laughs> however, it does mean that this episode does have a clear winner, and that winner is Joe. Easy. <laughs> Same again next week. Fantastic. Well done. What have I got? Um, you won two rounds uh, before we came into the final round and you clipped the final round by one point Sarah got seven points in the rankings Chris got six you got eight and I came back with everybody so I got three points unless so, we take into consideration his twat points oh yeah unless you take into consideration uh, Chris's twat points he's still minus ten <laughs> however as it stands Chris gained no points this game uh, me and you drawed with one and Joe's a clear winner with three points so well done Joe so clearly a landslide some might say clearly a landslide so, thank you but thank wait, you is, is that something is that a lead that you're going to hold into future episodes yes <laughs> yes <it will>. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a rhetorical question but thanks for answering it anyway at this point you're we would welcome. like to say thank you very much for listening to the very first episode of Disagreements I wouldn't I lost <laughs> no one should listen to this ever if you do like the show or have any ideas about the format maybe you do, don't or agree with or suggestions for future topics maybe you didn't agree with our viewpoints we'd love to hear them in the comments on our website so head over to fountainment.com go into the comments section for this post and comment away alternatively you can leave comments via SoundCloud our SoundCloud account is at Foul Entertainment you can send us suggestions on Twitter at FoulENT or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Foul Entertainment Thank you very much for listening to our very first episode. We hope to see you in the next one. Good night, everyone. Bye.